0: episode we will be talking about aretha franklin's i never loved a man the way that i loved you in the room i have rob hello ben hello and john hello i never loved a man the way that i love you is the 11th studio album by american singer aretha franklin released in march 10th 1967 by atlantic records produced by jerry wexler the genre is southern soul and r&b and from all music review jason anke While the inclusion of respect is in itself sufficient to earn I Never Loved a Man the Way That I Love You classic status, Aretha Franklin's Atlantic album debut is an indisputable masterpiece from start to finish. Much of the credit is due to producer Jerry Wexler, who finally unleashed the soulful intensity so long kept under wraps during her Columbia tenure and the brilliant backing band along with uh, an abundance of impeccable material. Wexler creates the ideal situation to allow Aretha to ascend to the throne of Queen of Soul, and she responds with the strongest performances of her career. While the brilliant title track remains the album's other best-known song, each cut on I Never Loved a Man is touched by greatness. Covers of Ray Charles' Drown in My Own Tears and Sam Cooke's Good Times, A Change Is Gonna Come are on par with the original recordings, while Aretha's own contributions— Don't Let Me Lose This Dream, Baby, 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 Save Me, and Dr. Feel Good, in parentheses, Love Is A Serious Business, are perfectly at home in such lofty company. The song Respect is truly one of the seminal singles in pop history, and the album stands as a soul landmark. All right, what do we think of Aretha? Can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Unlistenable, <laughs> 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 terrible. Get out of here. Uh,
1: what do we actually think? Uh, it, it's Aretha,
2: and and it it's is. respect. Aretha. Like, yeah. This is this is prime cut Aretha. So you mentioned this. Well,
1: uh, needless to say, I love it. Uh, you mentioned this is her eleventh album, which is, alone is impressive. It's even more impressive. She's twenty five. Yeah. yeah. She is twenty five. with Eleven with ten albums under her belt and then releases this one. It's awesome. I I love... You know, it's been said before by people that are more articulate than than myself, but, like, the song, the Otis Redding song, Respect, great song, but change the gender of the narrator and it makes it, like, a feminist anthem. And that's... That's cool. I got like a man demanding respect is kind of tired and true or tried and true a little bit tired, but like a strong woman demanding respect at at the time it was, it was electric, you know, like it was, it was a cool thing and just kind of to be like the, like the tent pole of this album is saying a lot because there's, it's definitely not holding up an empty tent. Like it's definitely the tent pole track, but, uh, the rest of the songs on it are 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 it's just it's just a hit machine. Even yeah. the songs that weren't hits, it's it's a it's a boogie machine. It's a it's a groove machine.
2: It's good. I like it. I don't know if you know, but I like it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I can f- tell. I think yeah. Respect was not actually the single that first came off this album. I think the single was I Never Loved a Man, yeah. which is so- saying something that that's what they decided to put out instead of Respect was the was the first one. <clears throat> but it does sort of play into, and, and her overall strengths that we all know now, Aretha Franklin is the most charted woman in the history of the Billboard charts. And this is her 11th album, and she had some hits before this, but from this on is like a meteoric rise. It's, it's at this point that she really starts to take off, which is crazy to think of.
1: Yeah. Well, like, like this is her debut with uh, Atlantic, and uh, you mentioned, like, Jerry Wexler, quote, like, unleashing her. Yeah. Like her first handful of records were uh, were gospel records, not like as as great of a singer as Aretha is there, and as good as those records may have done in the gospel markets, there wasn't that crossover. And then when she was with Columbia, Columbia, it, it was like they they were, they weren't using her at her strengths. They were having her just do like like standard cocktail hour covers of of hits you know and they weren't really letting like you've got you've got Aretha Franklin under contract just hit record and leave the room you know like it shouldn't be
2: this hard <laughs> but I think you, you you sort of touch on a big point there is that she sort of thrives when there's a little bit of pushback or there's a little bit of conflict or something you know let her do her thing which uh apparently on I never loved a man, her husband, uh, uh, I forget what his first name is, White, uh, had a fight with her trombone player, I think, because they were you know, thinking that she was flirting with him or he was flirting with her. And so she disappeared, and the second half of, of I Never Loved a Man was recorded, I think, six or eight weeks later when she had run off to New York, and she was playing piano on that track and singing on her own, and they were like, oh, we don't need to change a thing. You know, let's do this. This is her being on top of it, and from there... You know, when you let her do her own thing, you know, it's, it's pure gold. She doesn't get as
1: much res- She gets so much respect for her voice. She doesn't get as much respect as she deserves for being an accomplished pianist. Yeah. Like she is very good at piano.
0: Yeah. Which really showcased on this, this album. Yeah. I was blown away. Uh, yeah. After reading, you know, her skill as, as a pianist and is. Yeah, overwhelming, overwhelming. Also, to to say the least, some of these songs that are not hers, I mean, they're hers now. Yeah, they just are. Sorry, Otis. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. nobody thinks about Otis. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think much. we're all big Sam <laughs> Cooke fans, and her version is it might be better. I prefer I, Sam's version. I love hard. hers. I yeah. love
1: hers, but I I, I still but it makes Sam's. you. It makes you. You're talking you... about change going to come or good times. Well, both.
0: Yeah. I mean, both. Yeah. I, the the amazing thing is that it rarely do, you f- do I find myself questioning which, you know, if I like the original better, then, you know, I almost always tend to go with the originator is usually the superior because that's what got them there, you know. Mm-hmm. If they wrote the song, they had that. Bob Dylan is maybe a different story uh, <laughs> just because of his voice and things like that, but... For soul singers, it's usually always the original or blues, you know, that yeah. stands out. And she she really brought that out, though. She she brings out the her own charisma, her own personality into a different spectrum. Same song, but you hear it in a different way, which is great. Love it. Powerful voice, too. Gives me goosebumps.
1: Mm-hmm. I was born.
0: And just like the river, I've been running ever since. He said, it's been a long time coming. But I know my change is going to come.
1: recorded it in Muscle Shoals and at Fame Studios. I forget if Swampers were the house band at Fame or if they were the one like across the street. There's like the two Muscle Shoals Studios. She
2: but, has she has some backing with her little sister. I know that Carolyn and uh, <laughs> Carolyn helped her write uh baby 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 but Baby 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 but I don't know uh yeah who the musicians were other than the tromblers that she had a fight with. May may have been a swamper. May have been a swamper. Swampers will flirt with you. Swampers will
0: flirt with you. They may have a favorite, other than respect. Other than respect? And, I guess, Never Loved a Man. Well, and Do Right, uh, one Do one right Woman. Do Right Woman. Okay. Yeah.
2: It's just...
1: Uh, uh, next to Do Right Woman, I have written a Heck Yes Preach.
2: <laughs> Save Me <laughs> is a nice, solid soul groove, which I hadn't really heard before this album. Um...
0: You know, yeah they're all yeah. solid another
1: solid that... soul groove is a soul serenade mm-hmm. which uh uh we're not oh yeah which we are about to hear in our headphones yep. it's got these deep pockets like you can you can fit some billiard balls in these pockets
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and like, i i I'm a sucker for just something that's just deep in the pocket like that yeah like once the, like right now in the intro it's like it's just her and then when the band comes in it's just like so like Kicked back in the seat, you know.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, her backing band, <laughs> her the backing vocalists, are tight. Mm-hmm.
1: You say that one compliment. of them is her
2: sister? Yeah. So I don't, I don't <laughs> got that. How many? I don't. I don't have my my info in front of me, but you know the the Franklin family. Uh, her father was a fairly accomplished preacher. I mean, would like tour around, make a thousand some odd dollars. That would explain her
1: roots in gospel music, exactly, and famous
2: enough that you know some people that would come to visit the family when they had moved up to Detroit were like Martin Luther King. I mean, he was he was in the circuit, Um, and then you know gospel music starting out as a family, and I think she has a number of sisters, but obviously she's the most famous. But on this album, her sister Carolyn uh, is one of the backing singers on a couple of songs, maybe maybe all of them, and definitely also helped write uh, at least one song.
1: Cool.
3: I wish I had more to add to this. Uh, she, just, has, she has the voice of an angel, and I can't find a fault with anything that's <laughs> happening. So, like,
2: yeah, it's often harder to talk about these albums when they're just. Perfect. Yeah, it's
3: yeah, beautiful. Like, the, the only thing I was thinking to myself is like, uh, she had what, 11 albums before this, this one? Is, this, is yeah. 11. this is her 11th. This is her 11th, so there was 10 albums, yeah. and then I'm trying to subtract the amount of Birds records we've had to listen to thus far <laughs> and be like, well, where, why, why wasn't Aretha on this I then, I you well, explained it, it was the gospel thing, and, and then there's was, stuff on Columbia. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm very thankful, too, that. I, I, I think this book tends to lend itself, too, to the the sort of, like, rock genre. And I kept wondering, you know, where are the, the soul singers? Yeah, where the fu- the soul groups where, in the 60s. Where, yeah. where the R&B? I mean, that's predominant. Like, it's well, huge what, in the 60s. What was yeah, the last we one that we been.
3: talked about? Was it the fucking uh, the Christmas album? No, we, uh, Nina
0: Simone is probably the last one. Yeah. Which is a beautiful album, too. But... You know, I, I, I feel where's like where's the it,
1: Wilson Pickett? You know, like where's it,
0: like all, all these all these guys? Yeah,
1: you know, all these and ladies like where's where's Motown? Yeah, where's where's the entire record label that launched a genre? Like where's they represented?
0: Yeah, those were a lot of singles, though. I will say it wasn't completely they were, albums. they were singles,
1: but they were also released as albums, and even the album filler on those albums is good, like good better better than some of this C-tier psychedelic stuff, you know? Yeah. Throw yeah. a bone. But at the invented the genre, throw a bone. But
0: at the same time, it might be, a, you know, I think we're a bit prejudiced against the psychedelic because that's just not something that we're as much into. Uh, we would much rather listen to more Soul Wreckers, I think, than, than this. And that's just going back to saying, hey, this book is a little... It's a little skewed one way or the other. Well, it doesn't it, have the complete it's, completeness. It's,
3: it's very strange that and started to get off topic with uh with Aretha here, but the like uh, the idea of like if I was alive in the '60s and like you know, and I could have all the ice cream I wanted to eat, and then you get all the ice cream, and then you just feel sick, <laughs> like that, that that the entire psychedelic like. Bonanza that's been in my ears For the better part of how I, don't even, I, I can't even count the time Like it's just like it's entirely yeah. too much like, But Definitely. yeah I mean like it, it. I would much rather be Getting sick off of What Aretha and Everyone else who is fucking Like doing like this soul stuff Like mm-hmm. I'd much rather make myself sick off of that Than what we've been
0: fucking Digging through It's <laughs> It's more co- cohesive. I mean, it has has that structure too. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you notice too? And listening to "Don't Let Me Lose This Dream," it's got a bit of a, the bossa nova. Yeah, it yeah, sounds a, a sounds six, like I that. I think it's yeah. six eight or something. You know, know, when, yeah. when
1: that when that hook drops at like a minute twenty two, that "Don't Let Me Lose This Dream," baby, baby, hold on. It just it's so like the song's cool up until then, and then like they just introduce this whole new like groove and melody to it. And it just elevates. Yeah.
0: It's that, cool. That, not to mention, that's probably the only thing I, I had a little problem with on this album is the the backing vocals when they're like, this dream. Because she's singing like, don't be, let me do this dream. And they're like, this dream. This dream. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, really? You need that little counter. Uh, but it's Okay it's it's great it, it, pro- it provides an interesting you know dynamic to the album too mm-hmm. you know I- extrapolating on what rob was just talking
1: about about eating too much ice cream and getting a tummy ache <laughs> um so much of the stuff uh both the like the psychedelic stuff and and more like uh in 1967 has been pushing so many boundaries like it's kind of like the general mood it seems like oh i know you're supposed to write a song like this but what if we wrote a song like this like what if i tune all my guitar strings to the same note what if what if uh, it just like LSD yeah yeah there's all these things and like that's kind of what's going around like hey man the rules aren't the rules anymore yeah whereas within the soul genre like it's not that the the genre is not like it's not that like late '60s soul is the identical uh, identical to like early '60s soul, but it's still there's still the boundaries of of what makes a song a song. There's tried and true, time tested rules like oh like this is how you make a hit type thing, and and it's nice once in a while. Like I I like to experiment too, and I like to get out there, but. Just to put down like a put on like a well crafted song is is refreshing. Once yeah, not, a, a, any one of these
3: songs, if Frank Sinatra had been at the helm with the lyrics, like it would have, like the the beats are all there, like they're they're hitting all the right ones. It's just like the the voice is what carries it over. Yeah, like Aretha just fucking production too. I would say the production,
0: jealous. like the recording quality, sure, the, the sure. players, it's everything, sort of, yeah.
2: The no Swampers but are talking. Obvi- Yeah, <laughs>
0: obviously, your boys. So good. We just want to sit here and listen, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you should understand. She's not just a plaything. She's flesh and blood, just like her man. If you want.
2: Well, about her life, though, which I had no idea, uh, she became pregnant with her first child at the age of 12. Really? And her second child at 14. Yeah. So, I mean, she had a lot under her belt to deal with and, you know, carry on her music career. You know, her family and her grandparents were involved and helped a lot with the raising of the young children, but... You know, that's that's so, something to take on.
1: So when she was pregnant for, with her first kid, she'd only released like three or four albums. Right, yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah barely, barely enough albums to, to be a parent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Franklin eventually recorded a total of 112 charted singles. Yeah. What was
2: her? She had like an 80s album, like Who's Zooming Who? Or something that did pretty well. I forget who she did that one with. But yeah, you know, don't, don't, don't count her out.
1: I believe she did that one with a bowl of cocaine.
0: <laughs> a
2: sentient bowl. Well, a bowl of cocaine and then a bowl
0: of mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, this album it went on to number two on the Billboard album chart. reached number one on the magazine's top R&B selling chart. It was certified gold in 1967. Got a oh, bad review from Rolling Stone. I got that review. Do you uh, want me to read it? Yes, please. please. 1967, Rolling Stone uh, <clears throat> cited the album for the lack of versatility on the part of the sidemen. The drums weren't hard enough, the guitar was weak, <laughs> and the production lacked polish.
3: God, fuck you, Rolling Stone. <laughs> you fucking San Francisco hippie <laughs> On Rolling Stone's behalf, day. there fuck was no them.
1: backwards guitar playing. There was oh. no tablas. <laughs>
3: These fucking pricks. <laughs> every every bullshit fucking record I've had to listen to is all their goddamn fault. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. If it makes you, I'm glad they're almost out of business. <laughs>
1: if it makes you feel any better, in the late '90s, they wrote another review where they liked it. Like, no, it doesn't. Hey, make hey me forty feel years better. later, I guess that that first Aretha Franklin album on Atlantic was was all right. <laughs> it's re- like re- respects a chill track. It's like <laughs> it's like forgiving Pitchfork for giving
3: uh, Andrew WK's "I Get Wet" like. Whatever their fucking score is, like a zero, v- a zero, and then fifteen years later, oh yeah, I guess you know, like I guess it's okay, I guess it's alright. Oh, you got you guys, guys are fucking a, taste you guys, maker. Like you guys are saying you all like it. Oh, it sold a lot of records. Oh, okay, um, must be good then. Well, then. I guess I like it too. <laughs> I'm a fucking tastemaker, so you know. <laughs> oh, fuck them. <laughs> fuck this book. Fuck them. <laughs> okay.
0: Seems like as good of a note as any to, to wrap it up on. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, we're all we're positive, positive by the right? yeah, way. Yeah, all yeah, 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 positive. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, I I don't know that we need to go around the room no, no, and express no, we're why we're positive. I mean, Aretha's a national treasure. Absolutely. She, mm-hmm. She's wonderful, and I look forward to hopefully making another uh, appearance in the book, in the list. I would love that. But Me too. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I think what she does? does. I don't know. I hope so. She should. I hope her or Nina Simone or, you know, I, I just, I, I, I've looked ahead a little bit and it's it's a lot of bands. A lot of bands. Not a lot of... Well, the uh, bands are cool too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, not saying that, but I, I just like the diversity. Bands. Bands. <laughs> all right, we're all on the positive on this one. Yes, sir. Don't even... What don't we got next? Too. Some band.
1: Yeah. Some, yeah some, some band. Some
0: Rolling Stones band. It's Rolling Stones Ooh. Beggar's Banquet. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks, y'all.